Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Deputy Science Editor Jacob Koshi joins me for this 20th episode of the Daily Covid Update and we're discussing a breaking story that has just come in now. And by way of introduction, I'm just going to read out the the lead into that piece. It is that there was evidence for community transmission or instances of COVID-19 in patients who had no established contact with someone who'd picked up the disease from abroad from as early as March 22nd, March 22. A research study in the Indian Journal of Medical Research and authored by several ICMR scientists including its head Dr Balram Bhargava and made public late Thursday so this is uh, we're recording on Thursday night uh, Thursday the 9th of April and Jacob I just read out the lead in uh, and I'll let you now take over and explain more about what this this report is so this is a very significant study so the ICMR has been conducting so called surveillance in Uh, in randomly selected samples that is it was testing uh, cases of severe acute respiratory illness which is a very classic syndrome which is associated with uh, covid with covid and sars related uh, uh, diseases now remember in the icmr's testing strategy has always been to check only those who manifest symptoms like cough labored breathing and uh, fever in those who had some kind of international travel history or somebody who's had contact with somebody who is coming from abroad or health workers who are taking care of those with respiratory illnesses etc however there was it also wanted to gain because it's by then by last month it was very evident that these are highly infectious disease so they also wanted to figure out what is the extent of the spread in the community and they did that by selecting few random samples of people uh you know who were ex- uh, uh, exhibiting some kind of respiratory illness or sari kind of uh, uh, symptoms now for a long time uh, there were those cases were turning out negative i mean there was no positive cases noted in that however now it emerges through this paper that you know uh, from the march 22nd to april 2nd when they analyzed nearly 4000 samples and by march 20th they had they were initially testing only uh, sari people who were hospitalized uh, but over time they expanded to anybody who showed sari symptoms so when they tested 4000 odd people nearly 102 of them turned out positive and very interestingly 40 of them or about 40% did not have any uh, travel history or contact with somebody who did so the ics icmr's consistent position has been that you know there is no evidence of community transmission so we have nearly 6000 cases totally and in the last weeks you know for example when, and we have averaged nearly 500 a day in the last 3 or 4 days particularly it has been talking it has been released guidelines for instance on containing large outbreaks in in you know in specific districts this reveal plans on how it is going to specifically target so called hotspots and now as it, as we all know certain districts in many states are under particular surveillance uh, it is already evident that you know uh, the lockdown is unlikely to be lifted uh, after april 15 uh, you know in in a, in a goa 
maybe you know might be extended for longer across the country we don't know this so all of this points to evidence that it was in march 22nd itself you know that or 23rd that you know there was evidence of community spread that was happening that is you could not trace the contact history and it's very significant that it was on march 24th uh, you know just after the uh, the day after the jan two days after the janta curfew that suddenly the prime minister comes in and you know uh, declares a kind of uh, uh, declares a lockdown for 3 weeks so all of this while on one hand it reveals that you know the icmr is now sharing more information more data more research quickly uh, it also shows that you know how matters have really actually started to scale up you know from march 22nd because they were seeing a tick in cases where uh, and the the spike had already started it was evident that it was not just restricted to those who had traveled from abroad and you know you needed to look more widely to detect cases so it is this important uh, you know factoid that has emerged from this particular uh, paper right yeah and i just going to go back to one of the interviews that we did in this podcast series uh, about covid-19 uh it was with uh, a leading uh, epidemiologist uh, his name is jayaprakash mulyal and um, uh, who was former principal of christian medical college and he did sort of say that you know unless there was some sign of community transmission we wouldn't be going through this lockdown at all so i guess i guess we i guess that kind of goes back to what you're saying too uh it's just that i just just to be clear through this paper is the ic is it the official position of the icmr now that we do have community transmission not at all right okay. not at all they still don't use the the c word as such but you know it's i mean the data is very clear the the, the i mean the tables and and they've also given a kind of geographic cluster uh, i mean district wise and state wise uh, analysis of you know where which states were reporting the highest surge cases and it's 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 gujarat maharashtra kerala and uh, yeah these three were the were the, were the three prominent states and we know that these are the three states that have actually reported the max uh, are leading in terms of the number of cases uh, of of covid so yes the official position has not been community transmission we are still in so called somewhere between stage 2 and stage 3 but again as you know we have also earlier discussed now these are these are all semantics in a sense stage 2 and 3 and all that stuff which would have looked nice in research papers and in the early days of, of the you know, pandemic now it has reached a certain scale 6000 is india is pretty much mid level among you know among leading countries in the world and in the last weeks testing has, has also dramatically increased nearly 1% to 3% of all the tests samples that the icmr is testing are coming out positive so and many epidemiologists dr muliel and many other uh, epidemiologists and uh, and health specialists uh, infectious disease specialists over the weeks have been actually pointing to this out that you know the, the testing has been low which is why we are seeing fewer numbers so if you were to extrapolate a uh, 1% or 1.3% to the rest of the country uh you know you can get a sense of you know how uh, wide this is yeah just also wanted to check jacob if the icmr through this paper has also mentioned anything about um, a lockdown as a strategy to combat uh, the disease and whether that would be an effective way to contain the spread yes so that was a separate paper so this is this is all in the indian journal for medical research which is affiliated to the icmr actually it is the icmr's kind of 
in-house uh, research publication. It's a very well-respected journal, and uh, uh, they have a special issue dedicated to COVID that has been, uh, you know, for the past one month, there have been several articles by eminent experts and, you know, who've been giving, uh, you know, different papers about this. So in one of the papers, there was uh, another study, again, that involved some outside experts, outside scientists too, but also ICMA scientists, which on the basis of February 13th had really said that, you know, a lockdown would not really be a very wise idea. And they based their experience from Wuhan and uh, they had called it a, a very drastic step. And, you know, it could also lead to several, uh, you know, unexpected health, mental health outcomes, you know, to quote their words. So, but again, that that is all. That was uh, that was again. This was this paper was released uh, fairly recently. But these papers, the 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 actual material for that paper was, uh, you know, from February early. So, you know, it was a we were in a different, very different world then. And the ICMR also was India too was in a completely different space that time. So, uh, you know, but in high in retrospect now. Again, now questions are going to be asked, you know, and now it is nearly the third week since the lockdown. And now it is pretty fair to question uh, what real impact has the lockdown had. We are still recording 300 to 500 cases a day. I mean, uh, so it would not, there is now going to be more analysis of, and it will be captured better in the modeling and the numbers of whether this lockdown really has had any Right. And just to end on one point, Jacob, uh, you've written something on how there's an uh, there's an unusual kind of gender gender inequality to the way in which this uh, COVID-19 has been affecting, um, you know, people in India, the positive cases that have been reported. So I'd just like you to elaborate on that. Yes. So uh, on Monday, the ICMR again had and we discussed this in an earlier version of the podcast is uh, had put out some numbers which showed that 73 percent of of the COVID positive were male and 27% were female. And this was when the number caseload was around uh, was around 4,000, 4,500. 4, now, it, at that time, it did seem to me unusual because COVID, because immunity systems in men and women are the same. The, the, the virus uh, lodges itself into the body pretty much the same way. And everybody, men or women, are equally susceptible to the cold. So, I was curious why there is such a wide gap. Why are men so much more likely to contract the disease than women in India? So I, I was curious whether this trend held uh, elsewhere too. And I, I managed to get, a, I, I zeroed on a site called Global Health 5050, which is one of the rare, the only site that I could find which uh, maintains sex-segregated data of uh, COVID confirmed cases. Right. And they source this from uh, databases of several countries. Interestingly, even countries like the United States and the UK don't maintain consistent sex segregated data of COVID positive cases. But nevertheless, I found about 40 countries that did. And I found that, you know, it was pretty much equal in, in all of these countries. I mean, it was 55, 45 in some countries. I mean, whether it was uh, it was Germany, for instance, was bang on 50-50. Denmark, Switzerland, Italy also where we have seen uh, the, the, the most potent effects of the disease. You know, that was also, you know, pretty much in the 53-47 kind of thing. So all within expected kind of, uh, you know, split. But India and Pakistan, it emerged were the only places with such a high 
uh, skew where you know males were were way overrepresented as opposed to women. Now I spoke to some experts and some of them said that this is probably one artifact of low testing. If you tested lots, if you tested the actual numbers, I mean, and if you did uh, expanded it to what what I earlier alluded to as you know, let's say one percent of the population or something. Let's say, and for us that would mean at least more than a hundred million. This gender imbalance would balance out. But a more plausible explanation is that you know most of uh, India's ex- uh, caseload was evident in uh, people who had traveled, who had, who had travel history abroad, and in India it, and Pakistan, it looks like you know it is just so, so unusual, uh, so um, completely tipped against males, I and mean, it is men who seem to be traveling disproportionately more than women for work or traveling abroad for whatever reason. So that could, at some point, explain uh, you know why this uh, imbalance is so high. But on the other hand, there there have also been studies that show that in viral infections, women in general are better protected in the sense that their immune system is better able to regulate uh, an infection, which is why you're seeing so much, so relatively fewer deaths in COVID cases among women than men. Men are nearly twice more likely than women to die of a severe COVID infection. So the the old ages has the older ages age has a distinct biological kind of explanation, but in terms of uh, you know sheer infections, it does look like it is more sociology at play. And let's see. Hopefully, you know these things should balance out. Interestingly, the same data also showed that South Korea, which has you know set the as the global benchmark for testing in South Korea, it is women who outnumber men in terms of positive COVID infections. Okay. So that leads me that you know. What if testing were ideal everywhere? You know, we would actually see more women who coming uh, come up. And studies have also shown that women have, in general, poor access to uh, uh, lesser access to healthcare and good quality healthcare than men, particularly right. in uh, India and you know related countries. So this was a very interesting fact from the leap from. But I'm guessing you know this, it's more data and only sober analysis in hindsight that can actually to some research papers that you know well, in, well into this question. Right, yeah, I know that is an interesting anomaly in the data and I think that provides a lot of uh, lot of food for thought, a lot of things to think about in that uh, in that particular yeah. uh, data point. So, uh, Jacob, uh, yeah. thank you once again for, for joining us. Um, I think this was a really interesting Thanks, episode where we covered a fair few reports and academic studies. <laughs> <laughs>